1: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Cade versus
2: Jalen. Who impressed the most? No surprise, Alabama is ranked number one. Plus, why is the NFL cracking down on fun? Again. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports
0: found let's start with the biggest story
2: sure it's just summer league but anytime you get number one versus number two you know it's going to be fun and jalen green and Cade cunningham did not disappoint the two combining for 45 points in a game that was far less exciting than that matchup joining us now from summer league rafael barlow host of nba draft junkies and rafael uh Jalen Green has been incredibly impressive in his first couple performances here. What stood out to you from this game between these two guys?
3: I was at the game, I was watching it, and I felt like Jalen Green had a quiet 25, if there's such things. He did not get up a, a bunch of shots, only 11 shots, got to the foul line 11 times, made 10 out of 11 free throws, but he was impressive, he shot the ball well, he was efficient. He showed his first step, his speed, got to the free throw line, like I mentioned, 11 times, made 10 out of 11 free throws. But what stood out to me the most, and one of the questions coming into this 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 rookie season was how well he would shoot the ball. And he 3-for-5 deep. So the Rockets have to, I mean, they have to be smiling that, that they got the Jalen Grant, who, in my opinion, outplayed Kay Cunningham tonight. It's only summer league first game, but. Impressive game.
2: Yeah, and and Kate did have twenty points on eighteen of or eight of eighteen shooting, um, four of nine from deep, and did drop Jalen Green with a little step back behind the back three. This was a better shooting performance from Cade. What what I thought was impressive was the defensive versatility that he's shown, the leadership that he's already showing. This was as much about the culture fit, it seems like, with Cade Cunningham, and and we're already seeing a lot of that. Basketball IQ, obviously, a big part
3: of it as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, he had a, a good game, solid performance. Felt like he probably should have had more assists. I mean, he was only. He only had two assists on the stat sheet, but I thought that he set up guys. He got him good looks. They just weren't making the shots. So, I mean, he looks like the player that everyone expected. And shots about well from three. I like the, Like you said, the defensive versatility. I also feel like they should have put him in the mid-post a little bit more. I wanted to see that. But, overall, I mean, it was a good matchup. And both guys looked up to the ice.
2: One more name that stands out, because I had Jackson Gatlin on the show the other night uh, from Locked on Rockets, and he could not stop raving about Alperin Shangoon, also a rookie, probably going to be a little bit overshadowed by what Jalen Green has done. He had another 21-8 and game and and four blocks. His defensive presence with with the verticality has been outstanding. I've been incredibly impressed with Shangoon. What have you seen there?
3: Yeah, I've been impressed, and I've been... More hyped about Shingun simply because I'm a little biased. I used to live in Turkey and I have been watching him since, I guess, two or three years ago. And he, I did a video on my YouTube channel about his talent as an NBA player. And, you know, a lot of people thought oh, he's too slow or, you know, the game isn't built for him anymore. And, I mean, again, it's still preseason, but he has definitely quieted some of the doubters. A lot of people thought he just wasn't athletic enough, but he's been blocking shots verticality, like he said think he's a better passer than what a lot of people thought and I mean I know it was uh, an ugly play but he he showed he could shoot the ball from deep with this with this pull up or catch and shoot shot from the logo but yeah I mean I, I thought Shingun was impressive and it, I, I'm definitely happy that I was able to prove some people at least temporarily wrong that the kid can't play in the NBA.
2: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, does anyone have a chance to match Alabama?
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: The Boston Celtics got a low-risk, high-reward addition to their lineup on Tuesday. John is here from the Locked
1: On Celtics podcast with breaking news. Dennis Schroeder coming to Boston. After turning down an 80-plus million dollar offer from the Los Angeles Lakers, he signs in Boston on a one-year, $5.9 million deal. It is a coup for Brad Stevens, who now gets a point guard that the Celtics have been looking for. They actually have added a pretty decent player to the mix in a bridge year to what the Celtics are hoping will turn into a third star. But now here's Schroeder. A guy who can help and a guy who maybe by the trade deadline could be movable. Maybe you get picks for him. Maybe you get a player for him. Who knows? But the Celtics, right place, right time, right opportunity for Schroeder, who the market just dried up for him. They just didn't get any opportunity anywhere else. Boston has a little bit of money to spend, minutes at his position. So he's going to play in Boston for the year, if he even lasts that long. And that's the beauty of this signing for the Boston Celtics. It's really a low risk signing. If it doesn't work, if the fit is horrible, if, the, if it's toxic, you can cut him, you can trade him in December, it doesn't matter. You don't really risk anything here. But if he pans out, maybe he leads the Celtics on a playoff run. Maybe the Celtics flip him for some assets there at the deadline that they can turn around and use to acquire the third star that they're looking for.
2: PSG confirmed the signing of Messi After the Argentina captain's contract at Barcelona expired earlier this summer. Leo Messi has signed a two-year contract with PSG with the option of extending for a further year. Messi is expected to earn between $35 and $41 million net a year. Not a bad deal to go live in Paris. Another day, another blown lead for the Red Sox
1: taxes, and the Red Sox bullpen blowing a lead once again. Hi guys, this is Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox, and I don't even know what to say anymore. This Red Sox team is really hard to watch. They were winning at 1.41 over the Rays in a game they so desperately needed to win, but as has been the case recently, the bullpen blew it, and the Rays ended up winning. The AL East lead gets a
2: little more toward the Rays. Wow. I, I'm speechless. The Green Bay Packers 2021 preseason will be the Jordan Love Show. Coach Matt LaFleur said Tuesday that quarterback Aaron Rodgers will, quote, most likely not play at all in the preseason. The offseason drama isn't driving this decision, though. Aaron Rodgers hasn't played much in the preseason in the past. In 2019, when LaFleur took over, Rodgers was slated to play in the third preseason game. But that was the game where there were concerns over the field conditions in Winnipeg, and the Packers ended up not playing him. They also ended up playing On a field that wasn't 100 yards. There were no preseason games last year. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on BetOnline.ag. The NFL Super Bowl futures are out. And of course, Kansas City sits atop the rankings. They are plus 500 to hoist the Lombardi. Tampa Bay comes in at 6-1. to one. Buffalo next at 11-1 to one with the Packers and the 49ers sitting at 14-1. to one. For all of your baseball, NFL preseason, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: There is another story you need to know.
2: I don't want anyone to be alarmed, but the Alabama Crimson Tide are the preseason number one, and they are the number one by a mile. I don't know if that has happened before. Seems like something that may have happened a time or two. Joining me now to talk a little bit more about it from Locked On Alabama, Luke Robinson. And and Luke, Um, we know what, what BAM is about. We know what, what the Tide are all about. This is another year where they come in as the heavy favorites. So what, in your mind, could prevent them from winning the the 14 millionth national title in the Nick Saban era?
0: Yeah, you know, it's always been a joke <laughs> for a lot of non-Alabama fans uh, because Alabama, in their media guides and, and on flags surrounding Bryant-Denny Stadium, have claimed various national championships that date into the 20s or the early 40s. And, and some of them are certainly more valid than others uh, before, we had, <laughs> before we had an AP and what was then a UPI or something like that to solidify, okay, this guy, this team was a national championship or, you know, a BCS and college football playoff. But, the, and it used to be funny to say, oh, you know, Alabama claims 45 national championships. Well, you know, it's not so funny anymore because they're going to creep up on that number if Saban stays coaching. Um, But in terms of what can derail them, I think it's inexperience on offense. Um, If Bryce Young isn't as good as a lot of us think he will be, uh, I'm a big Bryce Young believer. In fact, um, I thought last year Bryce Young would be the starter over Mac Jones. That kind of shows what I know. But I think Bryce Young comes in. With a lot of accolades, Um, he's got a ton of talent in that small body. He's also got the best eyebrows in the sport. I've said that multiple times. His eyebrows are second to none. Um, I don't know how that's going to help him on the football field, but, you know, hopefully it does. (laughs) Um, Hopefully it'll keep the glare out or something. I don't know. It's all going to be about the offense because the defense is going to be disgustingly
2: good. So as you look at the rest of this, let's say, top five, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, if I'm looking at that group, the, the one that I have circled is Oklahoma because if Spencer Rattler takes another step forward, he va- he may very well be the best player in college football this season, uh, maybe the, the future number one overall pick. That's the team that would scare me the most. What team scares you the most?
0: You know, I, th- I think Oklahoma's a good answer. However, until Oklahoma's defense shows me they're going to be better, I'm always going to believe – look, you're not out of it when you're playing Oklahoma. You can always make some kind right. of fun. You know, now the, the flip side is true because Oklahoma's offense is usually so good. They're never really out of it either. But I think that uh, I'm going to need to see more out of Oklahoma's offense. I think the, the team that probably scares me the most is Georgia. Uh, Georgia's got hmm. a lot of talent, and uh, Alabama would play them before they even got to the playoffs. And if Alabama were to have some kind of slip up, which I don't suspect they will, but they could, somewhere like a Texas A&M or, you know, somewhere like that Indian burial ground of Auburn University where Jordan Hare must be built on top of because crazy things happen in there, especially to Alabama. So Alabama goes to both those places this year, and that's certainly going to be tricky. But, uh, yeah, I would say Georgia scares me the most, although I would say, um, you know, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, there are no pushovers.
2: Coming up, why is the NFL cracking down on fun? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and it is such a versatile snack. It is such a versatile food. I have it for breakfast in the morning sometimes. I have it as a pre-lunch snack. Of course, I have it before workouts. I have it after workouts. I have it mid-afternoon. Just about any time you can think to have a Built Bar or just eat, period, that's when I have a built bar because they're delicious. That's the thing. They're delicious. Like legitimately not delicious for a health food snack, not delicious for a protein bar, delicious, full stop in a vacuum, delicious. And with flavors like peanut butter, brownie, salted caramel, coconut almond. I mean, what else do you expect? They are the truth. And just because you're a Locked On listener, when you go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
2: The NFL just can't leave well enough alone. Announcing Tuesday that they are going to be tightening the taunting rules, making the No Fun League not even very fun to make jokes about anymore because I might get a 15-yard penalty just for making jokes about it. Joining me now, host of Locked on Saints and, of course, Locked on NFL, Ross, Jackson, and Ross, the question i want to ask you is why does the NFL hate fun? but we know the answer they they just they just do. so I'm gonna ask it a different way. Who is
4: this for uh if this this rule is for one. C.J. Gardner Johnson (laughs) of the New Orleans Saints. No, it's not really. But obviously, I mean, he was the one that made a lot of headlines last year. I mean, he led to ejections from two separate Chicago Bears, including one of them, Anthony Miller, in a playoff game, (laughs) uh, which, of course, you have to be a certain level of irritated with a player to throw a punch and get yourself ejected from a single elimination tournament game. But. You know, it, it does obviously go beyond CJ Gardner Johnson, but, you know, my localism is going to take me there. But honestly, I mean, this is just one of those things where the NFL, unfortunately, taking a step too close to the MLB here and trying to take the fun away and trying to take the fireworks away and trying to pretend like this is supposed to be some type of a like scholarly, kind of well buttoned up game when really this is a game about uh, raw emotion and getting out on the field and hitting people. And the thing that we're saying is, oh, but don't make fun of anybody on the way.
2: It, it's a sport of car crashes. I mean, that's what we're doing. So that's why this doesn't make any sense. And, and a couple of years ago, they said, hey, we're going to bring back celebrations. And in the end zone, you can have all the fun you want. And guess what happened? The teams came up with some really fun stuff. That all went viral. So I understand, I guess, in theory, saying, okay, if you're showing someone up, that's not quote unquote fun It's pretty fun, Ross. Like that's just, that's where I'm coming from. And I think that's where a lot of fans are coming from on it too. And some of the the videos that leaked out about these things are going to be penalties. It's like, it's a guy flexing, like just like doing the muscle pose. And it's like, of all the things
4: that you're going to focus on, this is the thing. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Feels like they should have been paying a little bit more attention to the uh, race norming practices and and, uh, detrimental brain injuries than, you know, spending their time talking about taunting. But one of the biggest things that I'm concerned about in all this is where do you draw the line between taunting? Does Tyreek Hill all of a sudden no longer able to throw a peace sign on his way running into the end zone? Or is that okay? And sort of like when we had the conversation months ago about this idea around the way that, you know, some teams are going to handle players of certain statuses or or no status or whatever and if they're going to move on from them at what point does the money involved in the player judge or affect how these you know officials look at potentially suspending players for games because of a couple of taunting penalties i just think that the the line here just becomes so subjective and a part of this becomes a ton of judgment calls that are just not going to be consistent and this is not going to go over very cleanly and I would expect this to be abandoned pretty quickly maybe quietly but pretty quickly depending upon if this goes uh, as poorly as I think it will early on in the 2021 season
2: and finally we talked about Alabama being at the top of the preseason AP poll the rest of the top 10 heading into the season Clemson Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Iowa State, North Carolina, and Cincinnati. It's the Blue Bloods at the top and some new names, some interesting names rounding out the top 10. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, and New England all take the field. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.